The following program is a presentation of Grand Slam Ministries. Hi again, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Dan Scott Show. Presented, as you just heard, as always, by Grand Slam Ministries. I am Dan. It is great to be with you again for another week as we hit the backside of the month of January here in 2024. This is our 55th episode of the show, going all the way back to January of 2023. And uh, God just continues to bring incredible guests before us. I hope you enjoyed our revisit with Jeff Allen last week, and we've got a couple of really exciting guests on the horizon for the next two weeks. I'll tell you about them later on, but I'm excited about this one. I I always think that we have a good show for you, but this one's going to be a little unique because of the subject. Jim Anthony is a guy who, if you're in the upstate of South Carolina, perhaps you know Outside of the state of South Carolina, nobody probably knows who this guy is. But he's a real estate developer who at one point in his life was worth about $400 million. And then he lost almost all of it, 99% of it, he says, in 2007 and 2008 when the real estate market crashed. What God has done in his life since then, perhaps refocusing him a bit, and what he is doing to advance the kingdom at age 80 is the subject of our show here today. And we're going to jump right into it when we come back. But first, as always, you need to hear something about Grand Slam Ministries. Every day there are children who leave school on Friday and eat little, and sometimes nothing, until they come back to school on Monday. It happens in every community, including yours. Many of these children live in circumstances that deprive them of basic needs necessary for a quality life. At Grand Slam Ministries, we want to change that. We want to invest in our children, giving them hope for the future. That investment includes necessities such as food, clothing, school supplies, and a safe environment to play, to study, to live. Please visit our website, grandslamministries.org to find out more about our ministry and how you can help. We're just getting started. Will you come alongside us for the children's sake? Again, that's GrandSlamMinistries.org. Want to see a listing of our affiliates? Check out videos or listen to past shows and explore our archives? It's all available at our website, DanScottShow.org. And now, back to the show. Just getting cranked up on this 55th episode of the Dan Scott Show. As always, I'll take this time to remind you that if you would like to hear some of our previous shows, the archives are available at danscottshow.org, the affiliates and archives page. You can find the live airings of the show by station and time there. Uh, and by day, because we're on the Life FM on Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. on their multiple stations. And then all of our other affiliates carry it at varying times 
on Sunday. That's all available there. The archives are available there. Uh, or if you prefer the podcast uh, site deal, you can just search Dan Scott Show wherever you get your podcasts. We are everywhere, and every show that we've done is archived there. So check it out. And as always, we continue to remind you that we want to hear from you. You can contact us through the website contact form or simply send an email, dan at danscottshow.org, and let us know what you think about the show. Let us know if anything that you've heard has been a blessing to you and how and why. Uh, that kind of feedback is not only important to us, but it may be important to somebody else who is listening. And you're sitting there thinking to yourself right now, well, I'm not the type of person who shares that kind of information or I've never contacted a radio host or anybody before. Listen, we want to hear from you. If you have a prayer request, send that. We will be sure to pray over each and every one that we get. Let's jump into this week's interview. Jim Anthony is a unique individual. He is uh, a guy, as I mentioned, who has been in real estate development for many, many years, once worth about $400 million, lost 99% of that, as you will hear when we get to the interview, uh, and then uh, has rebounded and, and at age 80 is still in the real estate development business, but now more than ever is focused on doing things to expand God's kingdom. And when we sat down to talk just a couple of weeks ago, that's how we opened the conversation. That's the first thing I asked him about was his purpose now versus his purpose perhaps a number of years ago. Yeah. You said that, you said that very well, Dan, you know, uh, 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 I've always been addicted to achievement. I still am. Uh, but I think it's, it's, it's a bit more rewarding uh, having a deeper meaning for the achievement. Uh, and so now we're, you know, I, I'm still doing development. I hadn't figured out how to live without making money yet. So, so, um, but, uh, and, it, and, and basically it's a twofer when you're making money and know what you're going to do with it for God's kingdom. Uh, being addicted to achievement is one, but but this it's it's much richer in the long run. <clears throat> so we're doing uh <clears throat> again, uh what we gave away, uh, you know, uh, we were building golf courses and two thousand seven happened and and but we had a financial statement <clears throat> in excess of four hundred million dollars and uh Lost ninety nine point nine, but what we gave away, we got to. I still have have the opportunity to work work with properties on Joe Cassie and Kiwi Hartwell. <clears throat> so that's really exciting to be. We our plans are to do a, a pastors retreat on one of the properties. <clears throat> we want to get kids and families out of doors and and uh, uh, enjoy God's creation. Uh, <clears throat> We our properties are kind of spaced out on Kiwi and Joe Cassie and the Joe Cassie Gorge, which will allow us to do uh, uh, kind of an outward bound program. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, so I, you probably didn't ask for that's probably more than a Reader's Digest, but uh, you, as you can in, you can tell I'm excited about what I do. And, and you can tell me how whatever happened with the economy back in 2007 not only changed the financial parameters of, of the company and, and you yourself, but maybe how that also changed your perspective a little bit because I don't know you prior to 
all of that. But I see a guy right now who is committed to, with everything he has, doing things for God's kingdom. How, how did your perspective change? Or, or let me ask it this way. How did you arrive at that perspective? You know, uh, <clears throat> being part of the cliffs, uh, we were able to uh, uh, affect financially uh, things in a, in, a, in a very positive way. For instance, the young Carolina Point, the Young Life Camp, and and uh, we, we would take uh, our contractors and and go up and do the work. And and uh, uh, and then quite quite honestly, that's one of the things that if you ask me. What are the, what are the things you're most proud of or most excited about in the past? You know, uh, probably our uh, relationship and work with uh, Young Life Camp at uh, Carolina Point would be one of those. Mm-hmm. And and uh, not building seven golf courses with Player and Nicholas and Fazio. Uh, and I guess surprisingly, the other thing is that uh, I was a part of a group that eliminated video poker from South Carolina. And and I'm I'm uh, I'm excited about being part of that group. <clears throat> so so it's amazing how <clears throat> how uh, how things like that have a more of a lasting uh, impact. And and you know, <clears throat> the, and to answer your question, you know we <clears throat> we uh, we're rolling along with seven golf courses, and we're going to do Tiger Woods' first golf course in America uh, up at, up near uh, Asheville. <clears throat> And uh, it's a long project, three thousand acres. We had one hundred twenty million dollars out, <clears throat> and uh, two thousand seven happened, and it was kind of a one, two, three punch. Tiger had some problems, as we all know, and and the bank got in trouble and called our loan, and so again lost about ninety nine point percent of what what we had, <clears throat> but uh, didn't uh, you know. People ask me, well, how, my goodness, how did you survive that? But the cliffs wasn't my identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've never been into counting, so so uh, I always looked ahead. And so now I reiterate, uh, I have a much more fulfilling, uh, well, my life is much richer now mm-hmm. uh, because I have more time uh, on a daily, weekly basis to uh, work work with projects like we just discussed. Mm-hmm. Let's go back because what we do with our guests on this show, we talk about how God is using them now and what their stories are. But I always like to get to how the relationship with Christ came about. And you told me just a day or two ago as we were finalizing when we were going to record the interview that your relationship with Christ goes all the way back to what, when you were nine years old? Yeah, that's right. I'll never forget, uh, nine years old, uh, Griffin Baptist Church gave my life to Christ. And uh, and, and being quite honest, uh, I've always been a risk taker. And um, so and a lot of times I took risk not to serve the Lord, but to serve the devil. And, and so what I've, that's that's a that has been a, a probably a more of my life than I would like to like to admit. Um, and as I've gotten older, <clears throat> um, 
I found that the closer I am to God and the closer I'm working and uh, working to fulfill His kingdom, is that the you know peace, peace, joy. Uh, you don't you don't really have to do uh, distractions. Mm-hmm. It's amazing when you aren't serving God, you have to fill it this hole with something, and so so uh, uh, you look for all the different ways. <clears throat> but it, but but the more even now I'm like all the rest of us, I sin probably every day. I do sin every day, <clears throat> not a holier than thou Christian. So <clears throat> so, uh, but life is just richer. Mm-hmm. When when you're, I've, I've I work with a group uh, called uh, David Nile with uh, with the Hope Institute, and they teach they teach orphanages how to <clears throat> be successful. <clears throat> and he wrote a book called Dirty Faith, <clears throat> and and really uh, really impacted my life <clears throat> because basically the. The whole premise of the book is is that writing checks is not enough. Mm-hmm. You, dirty faith, you know, is is like <clears throat> you you know you sit on a front row pew and you're headed home and and someone needs help <clears throat> and uh, uh, and if you don't want to get your hands dirty, then then uh, you're missing a part of serving the Lord. Mm-hmm. I even remind myself, you know, <clears throat> being addicted to achievement, like. Uh, uh, you know, uh, so you, it's, it's almost like if I were <clears throat> feeding the poor, you know, and I'm going down the road with a lit load of bread, you know, and slow bodies in the way, get out of my way. I'm preserving the poor. <clears throat> and then I have this saying, if you don't have love, you're a clang symbol. And I go clang, clang, clang. And so I have to remind myself I'm a clanger a lot of times. What was it as a nine-year-old that, captivated your heart? What was it that at that young age made you realize that you needed a Savior? I guess the number, the person that impacted my life, I had a, I had a great mom and dad, but my mom, the example she lived for me, where she gave to every person she met, uh, and that example, I wanted what my mom had. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, as a teenager, I, I really, my mom was so serving. I could give examples with, I don't want to, I could give examples of how serving she was. It may, and it would irritate me that, <clears throat> that people took advantage of her. And, and it, she was so big that everybody came along could have a piece of her. Mm-hmm. And now, <clears throat> as I'm, as I'm 80, and and I arrived at that some time ago, but I wish I'd arrived at it a long time ago. Is that I want to be big enough to where everybody I meet can have a piece of me, like right. my mom. Yeah. And and so that example, <clears throat> and my dad, my dad, uh, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and he said that my dad was teaching the Sunday school class and impacted his life. So I had a great dad. He he uh, spent his time with me out of doors and and. Um, Made me a risk taker. So many people that I've talked to in the the year plus now that we've been doing this show sound like they have a similar story to yours. And by that, I mean that they had a salvation experience with Christ when they were young. And as they got older, they used whatever terminology you want, wandered away, tested what the world had, and ultimately 
through whatever circumstance it was, they came back and decided that, hey, I don't, I can't go with what the world has. I need Jesus. When you got older, was there that moment? Was there that that line in the sand that you can look back at and you said, this is the moment that it really became real? You know, Dan, I can't, I can't really, to me, it was a gradual process. You know, <clears throat> I have been blessed um, uh, beyond my wildest dreams. I basically have a high school education, but I was, I've been fortunate to, uh, uh, to, to have made a lot of money and to have been able to, uh, I love fly fish and I love to hunt. I've hunted all over the world. I've fly fished all over the world. <clears throat> and, uh, and, and as I've gotten older, um, what's, what's, and here I am 80. <clears throat> and, and to give you an example, I've spent, quite frankly, I've got a, uh, I've got a, r- a room full of sheep that I've killed all over the world. <clears throat> and now I've, I've given them away because they don't mean anything to me. Um, and, so, so, so it, it's, a, it's a gradual process of what, of, the, of asking my question, asking that question in the morning. This is, a, this I blink is a preparation for eternity. Mm-hmm. So it changes your perspective. Yeah, and you were telling me before we started, you were worried that you, you didn't want to come across in this interview as being preachy. And, and you said that everything that, that you say are things that you say to yourself. Basically, if you are preaching, you're preaching to yourself. You're you're exactly right. Uh, uh, I I I have a lot of conversations with myself, and um, to remind myself, does my actions uh, today and tomorrow, next month, and my plans reflect that belief that there's a God, and, and also uh, reflect the fact of how He's blessed me. Mm-hmm. You know, I. People ask me, "What's a big ingredient of success?" and and I'll say, "I think I think a, a big, probably one of the foundations of success is humility, and and humility comes if you're if you're grateful for yesterday and and excited, grateful, thankful <clears throat> of yes. And what happens is, if you were, then you're excited about tomorrow, mm-hmm. and optimism that. Optimism is a is a factor of success, and so <clears throat> I've always been grateful. But the, the older I've gotten, the older I am, the the uh, more grateful and fully understanding, complete understanding of how how we all are blessed. Mm-hmm. Heard a comedian one time say that humility was the key to everything, and then once you learn to fake that. Everything else is is okay, uh, which obviously he he was joking. But there are a lot of people out there who want to tell you how humble they are. They they want to remind people about their humility, which is exactly the opposite of being humble. And what I have found out in my life, and I'm very open with it in my testimony, is, is that you do that long enough, and God will teach you the true meaning of humility. When, when you get to the point where you're about to lose everything and everyone you love, that's when all of those pretenses go away. Um, it, it, was that ever a problem for you? Because you strike me right now as a very, very humble man. 
I, I am I am humble because I realize I realize uh, uh, how how blessed, and I real I, I, t- I tell people that you know the, the difference between confidence and arrogance. Uh, arrogance is you believe you've did it all. You believe your success is laid with you, and confidence is knowing that you did all things through Christ. Who, who allowed you to? Who strengthened you? Who allowed you? He gave. He, he allows me to breathe. He allows me to move. Uh, and, and so, uh, so there's. And the more you dwell on that, the the, the humility uh, comes to the forefront. Yeah, we're visiting with uh, Jim Anthony, who at 80 years old is still going in real estate development and and so many other things philanthropically. Uh, here in the upstate of South Carolina, where uh, we are both based. You, you mentioned a moment ago, Jim, that you have a high school education and that you you and I are uh, in, in the same boat there. Um, I was a preacher's kid turned loose on the world for the first time, so my college career lasted one semester, <laughs> you can imagine. But over that that time, you have obviously learned skills, You've developed a skill set that has allowed you to be successful. Why are you successful? What skills did you learn that has allowed you to become the person and the professional that you are? You know, people people have asked me, what does it take to be successful? And I say, you know, uh, you don't have to be brilliant, reasonably smart, um, tenacity trumps talent. Um, come early, stay late, and be a risk taker. Um, and but I think I, th- I think it's it's. I, I was today. I went to uh, uh, pick up some hay to take take uh, the guys that are working on a project. And and this young guy was just kind of moping along. And I just wanted to pull him over and say, "Son, you know, if you were loading that hay faster and talking to me, I'd want to hire you." You know. So <clears throat> so. Not giving you the Reader's Digest, but but I think I've always been hungry, you know, uh, and, and excited. And I think that excitement comes comes from being an optimist. Mm-hmm. I think I've I've I, I really do believe this sounds arrogant, but but it's 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 a result of my faith. I believe I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I I believe that. I believe that that we could get rid of video poker when when the Speaker of the House at that point in time said, "Jim, those people are taking in more than the budget of South Carolina, but they're gone." Right. If if some we did the Cliffs of Glassie, <clears throat> a little mountaintop they call the Dark Corner, uh, everybody laughed, and uh, and so now it's an incredible golf course. Right. The thing that you have to be careful about that, that I've found on obviously a much smaller scale than you have, it's one thing to be confident and have faith that God will provide, but it's another thing to get ahead of what God wants to do or to think that you're doing God's will when He wants you to do something else. I learned some very hard lessons in that, going back over a decade ago, did you did you find yourself ever in a position where God had to, let's say, redirect your steps? Lots and lots of times. <laughs> you know, um, 
you know, God has closed a lot of doors for me, and, and I've knocked them down and, and uh, had a real problem. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, there's, you can do all things to Christ who strengthens you if, if you're on his path. And a lot of times we fool ourselves. And I think, I think prayer, <clears throat> prayer is the, is the answer. Uh, the more you, prayer is about helping you stay on track. Uh, so in my life, and reading, reading, I, 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 I do a lot of reading and um, the Bible number one, but a lot of a lot of reading. For instance, like one of my favorite books is is uh, Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. Uh, it's nothing religious, but it but it uh, and basically the premise of the book is that optimism. Uh, one out of twenty six people made it out of the out of the concentration camp. This guy made it out because of his optimism, uh, and also he he all of his actions was. <clears throat> Was uh, this is the Christian principle? All his actions was directed to the common good of the people around him. Mm-hmm. For instance, like uh, <clears throat> they'd say, "Hey, we need twenty people to go on this mission." It may be to the gas chamber, and it, and he made his decisions uh, taking care of the people around him. Right. One thing I would lo- like to say, Dan, about about uh, what we're doing now is that. You know we're pinnacle partners of the Carolinas, and, and we have, and so anybody out there would like to, like to be a, a part, be, like to learn more, they can go on our website, and um, because we're excited, are excited about getting kids and families out of doors and doing pastors retreats and and uh, church groups, and, and uh, we're actually work, we're working right now with the program to try to to maybe have field trips for. Uh, for public school kids, mm-hmm. you know, hiking. Our, one of our properties joins the Clemson Experimental Forest <clears throat> and 10,000 acres, and so we can hike for an hour or all day, biking, kayaking, you know, all those things on our properties. You like to spend time in God's creation, don't you? You, you like to spend time outdoors, and, and you like to encourage other people to do it as well. Well, you, you know, uh, young people that... You're exactly right. Uh, my dad took me out of doors, and and um, when I was 12, 13 years old, I'd go up to the Caesar's head, son, you go this way, I'll see you back at dark. And you ha- you have to be a participant. You have to learn. And today, kids kids uh, are high. The suicide rate with teenagers is the highest it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And and our kids aren't being participants; they're being spectators. Yeah, and so if you're gonna learn, you have to be a participant, and so that's that's a big part of our program, getting kids and families out of doors, you know, and and falling in love with God's creation, and also it's there's actually it's biblical, you know. I mean, if you're out there on a mountaintop, you know, some some of the best some of the times I was closest to the Lord was on a fifty miles from the nearest road up in British Columbia or Mexico or 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 uh, Mongolia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, it, it, it's interesting as you're you're talking. I'm thinking about an interview that I did last <clears throat> August with uh, astronaut Charlie Duke, who is the 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 last man to walk on the moon. Uh, there's a, a there's a new <clears throat> expedition that's going to be going, but as of right now, he's the last man to to walk on the moon. And he talked about how what he saw while he was in space 
just confirmed the Bible, where the Bible talks about the curvature of the earth and, and him being in a rocket and looking down and seeing mm-hmm. the globe. And, and when you started talking about the creation mm-hmm. and the outdoors, it brought that mm-hmm. to mind that we all don't get the opportunity to go into a spaceship and look down, but we can all go into mm-hmm. what God has given us. You, you know, <clears throat> Dan, I'm a uh, kind of on that same track. Uh, I'm a white person. You have to sh- show me person. And I've always, uh, uh, I've not come to Christ uh, and not followed Christ as an adult without without uh, a- asking all the questions. <clears throat> now I'm a believer because because I've asked all the questions, and uh, and, and the uh, the evidence, <clears throat> the ev- even the scientific evidence leads me to believe that that God came to this earth and and and. Born of a virgin and 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 arose, <clears throat> and and a, <clears throat> a gentleman that's really, really one of the people that I really uh, respect <clears throat> was is a, a guy named Hugh Ross who is a uh, who is a Canadian <clears throat> uh, astronaut invested investigated all the religions, t- took the Bible last, came down to the creation, and uh, he said the Bible was right, and he became a Christian. And he has a has a program on uh, TV in different places, uh, he, and uh, so it, it it's it's great to be able to use your intellect, use your mind, uh, and be excited about heaven. Visiting with Jim Anthony on this week's edition of the Dan Scott Show. Over your long career, you've had a chance to to do a lot. You've had a chance to meet a lot of people, work with a lot of people. If I ask you, who do you admire? What would your response be? Yeah, I think I probably think that uh, that I had an occasion to answer that question. I had an occasion, actually, Gary Player with the golfer was uh, here playing at a golf tournament. Doctor Billy Graham uh, understood that he was here, got messages that that he would like to see Gary Player, and and we got to fly up to the helicopter. Helicopter and and I got to tag along with the gear player, and so we came into uh, Dr. Graham's uh, living room at Black Mountain, and I sit there. Actually, it was one of the last times his Ruth came out. <clears throat> I sit there and listen to those two men, and the humility uh, just carried me away. You'd have thought the gear player was just a dog track golfer, and that Dr. Graham was a, a country preacher, and <clears throat> and. And that's why I come back to uh, humility. <clears throat> I mean, and, and uh, it was interesting. The Iraq War was going on then, and uh, Garrett Player asked Dr. Graham what he thought about the Iraq War. <clears throat> and uh, he said, uh, well, you know, the president called me, asked for my advice, and but I didn't give it to him. But he said, I wish I had because a few thousand soldiers can't change 3,000 years of history. So... So I've met lots of folks and governors and senators are just like me. They're poor, frail human beings. But the people that I admire most uh, are people that show that humility. Yeah. Uh, um, Dr. Bob Jones, Sr., uh, is another man I uh, met and had an opportunity uh, to hear him pray. I had a, had a gentleman from Romania uh, in the room, in the sunroom next to us, Dan, 
And he had, had everything taken away from him in Romania. <clears throat> I mean, one person uh, your, had your kids to, to spy on you. <clears throat> and when he prayed, you could feel God's presence come down in the room. Uh, and it's, it's unbelievable. And so what I gathered from that was that <clears throat> if I'm not careful, all my blessings are idols. And so the more idols I have, it, it keeps me away from God. <clears throat> Uh, he had nothing. As a matter of fact, I'm a part of another uh, uh, associated with the Alabaster House, and it's a it's a, uh, a uh, it's, it's a it's a project where they um, are helping girls, religious or Christ-based uh, organization, girls come off uh, drugs. And we went to an outing. I went to a gala they had, and they were sitting next to me. <clears throat> And they were more excited about worshiping God than I was. That bothered me. Mm-hmm. And what I came to was, I have idols. Uh, blessings, they're idols, and they don't. Yeah. And the other, the other thing that you hear all the time when you start investigating places in the world where Christianity is, is not, just, not just thriving but continues to grow versus what is happening here in, in the Western world and particularly the United States, the, the people who have the least and are being persecuted the most seem to be the ones that are coming to Christ, staying Christ or with Christ and, and, and sharing and, and seeing it grow, whether you're talking about uh, with, with the Persian people, which our church is heavily involved with, in, in Iraq and, and places like that now, or in China, North Korea, places where persecution is off the charts, those are the places that Christianity is growing at the mm-hmm. fastest rate. You know, and you asked me, <clears throat> you know, kind of how, how uh, you know, uh, being the top dog at the cliffs and losing, <laughs> losing uh, most of... Uh, you know, almost everything. How, how, and I, I think I think God used that to to um, to affect me. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, all of us we can say what we want, but all of us are a little bit addicted to to uh, uh, to people uh, admiring you. Yeah, I mean, we we say we aren't, but we are, and. Um, so I'm very comfortable <clears throat> very comfortable where God has me and and uh uh I just continue to uh, hope he allows me to continue to work. I feel blessed that he allows me to work. Yeah, I mean you're you're 80 years old, you you don't show any signs of slowing down and as we were talking a couple of weeks ago, nowhere in the Bible is the word retirement, right? You know, I <clears throat> I see some of my friends that that are so excited about retirement and, you know, 60, 65. And, um, and I say, hey, John, you know, l- let me tell you that the insurance companies won't even insure you the first year you retire. And I just, the other day, I was uh, reading where the number one factor to prevent dementia was keep working. <clears throat> and so especially when you're working with something that has that's meaningful, mm-hmm. that's going to outlast this eye blink. You use that word a lot. And from a human's perspective, 80 years old is a really, really long life. But when you 
look at it from eternity's perspective, it, it's it, it's not even an eye blink. Exactly, exactly. It, it's hard for, <clears throat> you know, uh, it, it, I, I, I don't have any right to judge, and, and I work hard not to be judgmental. Um, and, and, and what happens is as soon as I start to judge, I'll take that yardstick and put it on me, <clears throat> and then most of the time I throw it away and shut mm-hmm. my mouth. Right. So but what, what I will say is that I think, I think all of us need to ask that question. <clears throat> um, it's what I'm doing today and tomorrow, my plans, where, where I'm spending my time, not just my money, uh, does it reflect that I really believe there's an eternity? Right. A lot of what we're talking about today deals with perspective and maybe how your perspective has changed uh, over the course of your life. And, and I would imagine losing $400 million will change somebody's perspective. How, how does How does one... A, recover from that. B, how do you maintain your joy, your sense of, of being? What, what what did you learn through that whole process when everything crapped out in, in 2007, 2008? Well, you know, um, I, I guess what really, what helped me um, was, is that um, we had grown so much that, um, my life was um, measured in minutes. My time was measured in minutes, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, and also it wasn't the cliffs wasn't my identity, <clears throat> and so um, and and I've never been into counting. I've always been what's next, and so I, I looked at what was next yeah. and what was next. I I, I actually, <clears throat> you know, there's. There's a return on investment, and then there's EROI, eternal return on investment. Right. So it allowed me to um, allowed me to to spend time. Uh, I, I was able to write checks at the cliffs, but but I did did not have time to pursue things that we're doing right now. Yeah. Um, my talent, and I think that's equally important. <clears throat> and and we aren't really fulfilled. It's not. It's 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 just not enough to write a check. To, to 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 be to be fulfilled, we have to get our hands dirty. And um, Vic and I are working with working with uh, some folks right now that that um, uh, have some adopted children, uh, and they need our help. And and so I asked my I, I was riding down the road. Uh, uh, six months or so and and there's a guy on the sidewalk in a, in a wheelchair with no legs and and so god said well jim what what are you gonna do about that <clears throat> and um and so i asked myself god gives, seems to be a, gives me an opportunity and some of them aren't aren't comfortable and it's like god says what what are you gonna do about that so i had to stop turn around and he, and he went down a side road and i pull up beside him I said, Lord told me to give you this $100 bill. He said, you going to give me $100? I said, I sure am. So I, I, that, that's just a small example of, of, of it's, it's like uh, 
I think he gives you opportunities. Yeah. And and what are you going to do with it? Right. And and then what? Uh, one of my mentors, who is our our lead Sunday school teacher, says all the time that if if God prompts you to do something like that, you have to be obedient and do it. And then how that person responds to that blessing is between them and the Holy Spirit. But your responsibility, what you have to answer for is how you responded to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Or if you don't have love, clang, clang, clang. It's a clang symbol. Yeah. You know, um, so, uh, and so, you know, so, um, you, you came you came in here today, you got pages of notes. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that that you want to get across? I, I feel like we've well, we, we've the, we've talked a, a good deal about you know who you are and what you do and why you do what you do. What 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 else is there that you want people to know? You you asked me a question who I admire and I met Bobby Dodson um twenty years ago, probably, maybe twenty five years ago. And um, he loved to hunt, and uh, we hunted together, turkeys together. And um, But Bobby Dotson impacted my life the way he lived his life. Everything, almost everything that the, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, uh, uh, Bobby was involved, he, uh, he gave the Jesus Christ video to every person in South Carolina. <clears throat> He he spent he had a he has a, had a trust he passed away he had a trust and uh, he affected my life in so many different ways and and uh, involved me in a lot of projects that that uh, I'm excited still excited about being a part of and so he did he did his testimony and his testimony impacted my life and so uh, if you get a chance you probably should. Uh, I'll make that available to you. Well, as as we've been talking about, you're you're going to get me a copy of it, and if if everything works out, hopefully that's going to be played for all of our listeners across our thirty some affiliates and our eight internet affiliates, including Scotland and South Africa. So right. uh, I'm looking forward to that and seeing if we can't get that testimony out to it, so many more people. His testimony uh, is when he really, really uh, either came to Christ or decided to give his life to Christ uh, from maybe being afar was is, is incredible. Was, I'll say any more about it, but except to say it's like he went to he was laying in. And he said, "God, I just can't handle this. Some things are happening in his life, and it's like water poured all over." And he gets up in the morning, he's a different person. Mm-hmm. I've never, I didn't have that experience, but but uh, it happened to him, and his and his actions demonstrated that from that point in time on. And and all of these years later, even after he's gone, that legacy continues to to impact people today. You being one of them, <clears throat> yeah, the example, and he and he has a he has a dots of trust. So uh, incredible guy, yeah. What when everything is said and done, what do you hope that people say about Jim Anthony? I guess probably I've said this in in, in, a, in a joking manner, but kind of being being serious. Probably on my tombstone, I always wanted to. If you meet me, I'll, you'll be better off for meeting me. 
And I've tried. I, that hasn't always been the case, but I, the older I get, the harder I work at that. Yeah. Well, I, I can tell you from the, the, the time that we've spent together, the thing to me that comes through is your love for Christ and the, the mission that your life is on now to, to not just talk about it, but to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And that's what we're called to be while we're here on this earth. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus Christ, uh, his remarks to Peter, Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Asked him three three times. Peter denied him three times, so he had to ask him three times. Right. So, uh, Jim, feed my sheep. Do you love me, Jim? Feed my sheep. And so that's that's. Uh, I think, you know, without faith, without works, is dead. James says so. So um, uh, you combine that with an eye blink, and eternity is powerful. And that's where we wrapped up our conversation. But man, what a great reminder that what we are doing here for the kingdom is really the only thing that we can take with us. And we don't really take it with us. We send it ahead. And all of those rewards and the people and everything else that we've done for Christ's sake here on earth will be waiting on us when we get there. And then you read your Bible, you know how all of that works. All of those crowns that we get, we're going to cast at the feet of our Savior one day. And I hope that I've got a few of those to lay at his feet. Jim Anthony, thank you so much for being with us. Hope you enjoyed that interview. And we'll come back and we will get into wrap-up mode for this week's edition of the show right after this. Grand Slam Ministries exists to glorify Jesus Christ in multiple ways through this radio show and its accompanying online, digital, and video components, through our sister websites, danscottshow.org and grandslamministries.org, and through furthering our core missions, mentorship, and providing food and other necessities to children. None of this is possible without your prayers and support. By making a gift to Grand Slam Ministries today, You'll not only help with this program and keep it on this radio station, you'll help us grow our family of stations, allowing us to bring stories of God working in the lives of men and women everywhere to a larger audience. And at the same time, your gift will help us in the initial launch of those core mission programs. Grand Slam Ministries is in its infancy. We need your support. Will you help us today? Visit our website, grandslamministries.org and prayerfully consider a one-time or monthly gift today. And above and beyond anything else, please pray for our ministry. Thank you and God bless. Teenage boys and young men today are in crisis. Statistics show that a home without a father or male role model present is the single biggest indicator of poverty, behavior issues, drug and alcohol abuse, criminal activity, and yes, imprisonment. At Grand Slam Ministries, one of our core missions is developing a mentorship program to teach boys how to become strong Christian men and then teach those men to be the biblical husbands, fathers, and church and community leaders the Bible calls us to be. We need your prayers, we need your ideas, and we need your support. Visit our website, grandslamministries.org, to find out more about our mentorship mission 
and prayerfully consider how you may be able to assist us. Again, that website is grandslamministries.org. It is the final segment of this week's show, our 55th overall episode, episode number three of 2024. Our thanks again to Jim Anthony for joining us. Just a remarkable man, humble man, especially for a guy who has accomplished what he's accomplished in his life. But the the inspiration, I think, more than anything that I took from my conversation with Jim is that he's 80 years old and is still going strong. And uh, we talked about it in the interview, and I think this is mostly said where preachers are concerned, that the Bible doesn't say anything about retirement. But it, it really struck a chord with me because those of you who have heard my testimony know that I'm, I'm 56 years old. If God allows me to see April 14th, I'll be 57. I did not get saved until I was 45. And the day that I walked forward at the church to make my public confession, I said to the congregation there that I feel like I've wasted 45 years and I pray that God will give me 45 more to make up for it, which would put me to age 90 if he allows that to happen. I don't know if he will or not, but it was just a reminder to me that it doesn't matter how old I am, it doesn't matter how old you are, that you can always do something for the kingdom. And I see that at our church on a daily and weekly basis. The men's ministry that I am part of, the vast majority of those men are retired. Most of them are at least in their late 60s, early to mid 70s. Some of them are in their 80s. And they are going strong. They are doing things, working harder probably for the Lord now than they did earlier in their lives when they were raising their families and doing their jobs. And it's just a reminder to me that age, you hear it all the time, but I think it's true, age is only a number. And no matter what age you are, you can do something for the kingdom. You can do something to help share Jesus Christ to a world that desperately needs him. And Jim Anthony kind of reinforced that for me. So Jim, if if for nothing else, and there's many, many things, there are many, many things during that conversation that I can take away from, but that's probably the one thing that really jumped out to me. Just a reminder that you know, at age 57 or almost 57, I don't know how long God is going to allow me to stay on the earth but however long it is, there's no retirement in sight when it comes to doing things to advance the kingdom of Jesus Christ. So thank you, Jim Anthony, once again for spending some time with us. All right, a couple of reminders as we hit the home stretch here. Next week on the program, we will visit with Billy Graham's grandson, Will Graham. Recorded that interview last week. And uh, you're, you're going to really like this one. He, he is funny. He's engaging. He's also very focused on what the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association is doing and where he is going to be preaching the gospel this year. We talk about some of the places he went last year, a couple of, of formerly communist countries. 
We talked about what his goal is to do the impossible. And he talks about the doors that God opened for his grandfather, Billy, that seemed to be impossible back in the 80s, preaching in the Soviet Union. He talked about the, uh, the, the impossibles that his dad, Franklin, where he was able to go preach, and now he's asking for God to open the door for his impossible. You're going to enjoy this interview. A couple of weeks, Shane Pruitt from the North American Missions Board is going to be with us, a dynamic young preacher who is making an incredible impact for the kingdom, and we are working on some other guests as we move forward as well. Finally, as we get set to wrap it up, you know that we need your support, so I just ask you again to prayerfully consider making a gift to help keep this show on the air, to uh, allow us some financial stability, and to start putting some funds into the core missions of what we plan to do at Grand Slam Ministries, mentorship, and making sure that we do things to help children in our immediate area here and beyond. So please, you can go to danscottshow.org, navigate to the Grand Slam Ministries page, and you can make a donation online there. If you want to send a check, Grand Slam Ministries is how you make it out. P.O. Box 35, Central South Carolina, 29630. And then, uh, just another reminder that I'm always looking for places to speak and share my testimony. So, uh, if you are a, uh, a church, a men's group, an organization of any kind that's looking for a speaker, I'll travel. I never charge anything. I leave that between the people who invite me and the Holy Spirit. But I love sharing what Jesus has done in my life. So you can contact me again, dan at danscottshow.org. Hope you enjoyed this week's program. Look forward to being back next week with Will Graham as our guest. I'm Dan Scott. God bless you and so long, everybody. <laughs>